I'm Zach D'Amico. And I'm Carson Cook. And welcome back to the New Auteurs, a podcast where we take the critical framework from the golden era of cinema and apply it to today's films and filmmakers. Normally, on each episode of the New Auteurs, we would go deep on one director, writer, actor, or other filmmaker, often using a singular film as a case study in an attempt to understand their screen essence. But today However, is a Halloween special, a horror movie draft. Before we get into the rules, I want to welcome back two of our favorite returning guests, Ben and Sarah. Ben, I'm curious who you're worried about most stealing your picks this draft. Oh, uh, probably Carson, because we have a lot of our tastes aligning, I've found. But also, just a few minutes ago, you told us that you were going to try and steal all of our picks, Zach. So I'm, wow. I'm a little worried about you, too. That seems... <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be brought into the podcast. I thought that was in private, the normal private pre-podcast Zoom, but whatever. Okay. Uh, and Sarah, so you... I think you have the smallest appetite for horror overall in the group, especially when it comes to the bloodiest and goriest of movies. But at the same time, you mentioned the other day that you wanted to go see Get Out again, which I would say is an extremely scary movie. So what exactly qualifies for you subjectively as a good horror movie? So the only horror movies that I really ever want to watch are horror comedies. Um, I think there's something about the fact that they are a little bit lighthearted that counterbalances the gore and the terrifying feelings I get when like an alien jumps out of nowhere or you know whatever so yeah I don't like any other kind of horror really but here I am uh and I'm gonna draft the best team anyways well I think it's probably possible actually to draft we're gonna talk about our categories in a minute but I think you could draft an entire team one in each category purely of horror comedy Oh, that's interesting. You know, had I thought of that, I would have done it. But I think it'll be more fun to compete with you guys in the horror everything. So we'll see how it goes. Right. Why handcuff yourself, like, from, from moment one? No, people, the people love horror comedies. Look, I could win with drafting an entire horror comedy team. I just don't want to beat you that badly in that way. That's fair. I was mostly making a saw joke about handcuffing yourself from the beginning, but, you know. Haven't seen it. Fair. All right. So why, why don't we just jump straight into the rules? They are, I would say, very minimal. We're going to be doing a snake draft. Uh, we have yet to set the order, but we'll do that in a moment. And basically, everyone needs to draft one movie in each of six horror subgenre categories. Those categories are slasher, supernatural demons in the occult, monsters, remakes, reboots, and sequels, horror comedies, and psychological horror. And then we will give everyone an additional two picks, uh, and those can be wild cards. So these, those can fall into any of the six categories or potentially even outside of them. Those are where hopefully things will get a little bit rowdy. And, uh, and we have a couple, just a couple other rules, mostly that you cannot, uh, any given person cannot take two movies from the same franchise. And I think that includes both sequels and reboots. Correct. Uh, and I believe we're going to set a rule that total everyone drafting can only pick max two movies from a franchise. So the example we use was, you know, if I choose Alien, Ben chooses Aliens, great, that's fine. But Carson can't then choose Covenant or, you know, Alien. What a shame. Yeah, so it'd be a real bummer. Real bummer so. for him. <laughs> 
Uh, and th those are all the rules we have. Before we start, do we have any, uh, any pre-draft points of order on any of the categories, any changes we want to make, or do we want to jump in and, and set the order? Well, where do we want to put zombies? I was told to save this discussion for the actual podcast. So here I am and wondering, you know, are, is it a monster? Are they, are zombies human? Is that a whole podcast on its own? What's your gut instinct? Like, where would you put them and why? We well, need a baseline. I think I would put them in the monsters category because they're obviously not super natural, but you, I mean... When something turns into a zombie, are all human qualities gone? It probably depends on the movie, right? So we've seen what? zombies turn back into humans at the end of the movie, right? That movie exists. When when have you ever seen that happen? <laughs> well, like the end of Shaun of the Dead, he's still a zombie, but like he's tamed. But he's not a playing human. video games. He's still got human-like qualities there. Whenever you I think if you, if you die, games, come on. If you die and then come back to life, I think you are no longer a in a zombie form. You're no longer a human. Well, you could so you're so you you could be a, you could still be a monster or like supernatural though. You're coming back from the dead, so you're a little bit like paranormal, ghosty, but also you're non-human, so you're a monster. So, I mean, maybe, maybe zombies can fall into both. Because I think there, there are going to be plenty of movies that can fall into both categories, right? We said it with horror comedies. Like, you'll have horror comedies that are also slashers or also monster movies. So, maybe zombies just fall into both. Or it depends on the movie and you have to, like... I think it, it is going to depend on the movie. I'm, I'm prepared to, like, get really angry at someone putting zombies in Supernatural. So, we'll just wait and see if that happens. Perfect. I am willing to accept these terms. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else because I prefer to uh, feign ignorance on any logistics and then I can uh, say that I Ask relied on the, the lack of uh, specificity. So, All right, uh, let's jump in with the draft order then. I've got a witness here uh, and I'm going to randomly generate the draft order. Currently listed as Ben Carson, Zach, Sarah, but the, uh, this nice randomizer on fantasyfootballnerd.com. Sponsor us, fantasyfootballnerd.com, please. Thank you. Will uh, will will give us an order, and we're going to be doing snake draft. Ready? Loading, loading, loading. Oh wow! First pick, Ben. Oh, that's major. Okay, second pick, Zach. Third pick, Sarah, and the fourth pick, Carson. That's perfect. I want the I want the turn there. Yeah, I, I think, snake. I think I wanted for once to be closer to the snake this time, but. Well, you're you're on you're a, you're the head of the snake, so you still get the turn. That's, that's a good on point. The way back. I will do some snaking. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Are we starting then? Kicking it I off. Jump in. Yeah. yeah. All right. The number First one. That's, that's overall heavy. overall pick. So prepare. So to you're be saying the best ridiculed. horror movie of all time. That's what you're saying, basically. Yes, and it also doubles as one of the best movies of all time. Not just horror. It is also a sequel. We've already talked about it, but I'm going to have to pick Aliens first off the board because I'm too afraid of filling out this draft without having one of my favorite movies and also filling out my very scarcely brainstormed remake, remake reboot sequel category. So right off the bat, I'm just going to go with that and make my life a whole lot easier today. 
All right, so you're so putting you're, that in you're the taking remake it as a sequel. Okay. 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 That's right. It, it was nice of you to start us with a controversial pick because is Aliens horror? Yes. Well, maybe not, though. I feel like it, there have been, and I feel like, I mean, I researched this beforehand, there have been numerous articles debating the point, uh, and many people say that Aliens actually only succeeds because it is not really a horror. It's more of a sci-fi action adventure. Like, I, Alien is clearly a horror, but, you know, new director, new genre, new take. He's saying James Cameron isn't a scary movie director. He, all he does he is He made horror another movie. horror. <laughs> the Terminator. Avatar? Uh, Terminator right. actually sort of The works. first Terminator is definitely <laughs> a horror movie. Uh, I'd say you could pick it in, like, the slasher category, even. Feels like you're forecasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing some things out there. But, no, I mean, I, get, I, I think your point is right that you know, they, you could argue that it's just action, but I think it's action horror. I think it's a great pick, yeah, then. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. All right. Zach's just stirring up trouble because he knows I'm going to be bringing it back to him no matter what he picks, honestly. So he's just getting ahead of getting ahead of. So I'm just not ready to pick yet. So I figured I'd <laughs> try to throw a bomb right into the mix and let you guys talk while I try to figure it out. But I failed. I don't think I made my case well enough. Oh, we could talk about the Alien sequel. Well, I guess... Well, no. No one's going to pick an Alien sequel over the first Alien. So we could always fill time by talking about Alien Resurrection and how that basketball scene is actually the scariest movie in the entire, or scene in the entire series. Be willing to do that. That's a whole podcast on its own. What is, what is the scariest scene in the Alien franchise, Ben? Oh, well, having rewatched them all in the last two weeks or so, I, it's not the best movie, obviously, but that pregnant xenomorph queen newborn monstrosity thing in Resurrection is horrifying. And even the, the, the last 20 minutes of that film, for whatever faults it does have, is really good. It's a great. Yeah, no, I think, I think that movie is probably more maligned than it than it should be in terms of kind of even though alien or alien has so many like weird horrible birth scenes um i think a lot about the one in prometheus where she has to like self extract the the alien she's been impregnated with i think we've talked about this before i really need to revisit covenant and prometheus now because the first time i ever saw any of the, the alien movies i watched them all in a row, like seven straight days. So nothing lived up to the hype of the, the first two that were met and, and then more so. But I remember being down on those, but you're a fan of them. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. more alien movies, the better. So time I revisited them as well. All right, Zach. All right. We've, we've vamped for long enough. Thank you. With my first pick, I'm going to follow Ben's lead and make my pick in the remake sequel reboot category. And I'm going to be taking David Cronenberg's The Fly, which I had a slight feeling that someone else might take in the monster category. So I decided to grab it in the, since it's a remake and it is his body horror classic, horror classic, sci-fi classic, you know, a big breakout role for Jeff Goldblum, a terrifically disgusting movie at points. Uh, I'm, I was just really grateful to recently discover that this was a remake. 
Uh, yeah. And Cronenberg did it so well that I think it's one of those that if you don't, you know, if you if you haven't like specifically looked it up, you might not know that it's a remake uh, because his has just become like the version in a lot of ways. So that's my that's my first pick. Yeah, it's a great pick, and I'm uh, mad about these first two picks already. So I've decided I don't like being fourth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to deviate uh, a little bit from what everyone else has been doing, and I'm going to go with a supernatural pick. And I will be picking The Exorcist, classic exorcism movie. I think, um, you know, <laughs> as, as the name would suggest, mm. um, I think exorcisms in and of themselves, I find just absolutely creepy and kind of horrifying, even when um, like there's an, there's an exorcism in this TV show called Psych in one of the episodes. And I find it just absolutely terrifying, even though it's like a a comedy you know it's one of those things that as soon as someone starts speaking in like different tongues and their bodies like lashing around everywhere it's just absolutely i like i can't handle it so that is my first pick it's a great pick there's actually a documentary that's currently playing the festival circuit that's like behind the scenes of william freakens the exorcist in it there's some like there's some clips that have circulated on twitter that make it look as terrifying to have filmed as it was to have watched apparently it was like horrible for some of the actors like he would they would get really injured when they were flailing about or whatever one of them like badly injured her coccyx you know and the uh the director used the screams of them actually being like injured in the movie which i guess was like you know pretty controversial they didn't anticipate that happening i don't think so you know times have changed hopefully actors are being treated a little bit better now as a a person who has not seen The Exorcist, both as uh, a horror movie classic and a horror movie that Sarah has seen and liked and has a reputation for being scary, how far on my list of like must-see horror movies is The Exorcist at the top if I haven't seen it yet? So let me just clarify for you that I have never seen The Exorcist. (laughs) I only know that it's terrifying because my sister and her best friend watched it and i was upstairs and saw the aftermath so (laughs) that's that's the basis of my knowledge i've also been to the steps at georgetown where someone falls down them at the end and uh fun fact about that georgetown university actually charged students five dollars to watch the actual filming uh where they threw this guy down the stairs so good times I feel like that's actually a good barometer for how scary a movie is, is like how scared you are based on your friend's reaction, like to watching it or like seeing them come out of the theater and like how stricken they look or like how terrible, how much they can't sleep for days to come if you live in the same household with them. Yeah, true. All right. You ready for your, your double pick, Carson? I am. And now I've, I've already, these were three really good picks and I'm already pivoting towards trying to steal picks from people. I'm going to steal Zach's idea to steal picks. Don't. That's, um, that's very unnecessary. I don't. It's so meta. It's fine so when I do it, but I don't, I don't like when other people do it. Meta. You know, you know, that's a great. I know. It is a good word. Meta is a good word, feels, Sarah. And I think I'll targeted. go ahead. This feels so rude. And in the horror you have comedy. You don't have to, no. In the horror comedy category. <laughs> Nobody's making you do this. You have so I'm many options. I fully endorse that. You're starting yes. a war. That's Craven's what you're doing. You're starting a scream. war right now. You're drawing the battle lines. I'm going to recruit allies to take you down. 
now, as I recall, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I remember it being pretty good. And that's all I have to say I about Scream. I wrote 2,000 words last week about it right. and published it on our website. All right, so Scream, pretty good movie, but yeah, so I'll, I'll take that in horror comedy. Great pick, Carson. Don't, what are you, sowing chaos? Absolutely. You're like the Russians just turning everyone against each other. You don't even care who wins. I'm going to win. That's what the Russians' ultimate end goal is, in case you missed it. I regret this so much. Why did I take the fly? <laughs> all you had to do was not take the fly. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of one of the great movies of all time that I this love. This is the problem. On our last podcast, you told me what your Mount Rushmore was, which just gave me ammunition for, for this. It's going to go badly. All right. <laughs> and so for my... Next pick. Wait, no, I had a lot of things I wanted to discuss when I selected Scream, so I'm going to make you discuss them. All right. Who is your favorite character from Scream, and does it change each time you watch Scream? Spoiler alert, mine does. I like the guy who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, (laughs) The disrespect he's giving to your favorite movie. It's so... I thought it. I thought it would hurt less because I knew he's just trying to hurt me, but it, it hurts more. I don't. I don't know. I will what tell other you. questions about Scream? Do you have? None. Scream I'm not asking you any more questions. Bearable, which is a feat in amongst itself, making Jamie Kennedy bearable. It makes him lovable. <laughs> I did just watch Scream Three the other day. He's the highlight of Scream Three, and he's not even really in that movie. There, look, look at that. You can still pick Scream 3. I don't know why everyone's complaining. <laughs> I only hear one person complaining, Carson. All right. Glad it's gang up on Zach time. All right, let's, let's just move to your second pick. I'm tired of you trying to talk about Scream. All right. Let's see. With my, and I'm not allowed to take Scream 2. Is that the rule? That's the rule. Although I already took my sequel, so I, can't, I, like, I would have to put it in another category to take it. All right. I think with my... I'll go ahead and fill out my supernatural occult category. Even though this is a pretty stacked category, I think. But I'm going to go ahead and take The Shining there. Oh. Um, Interesting. Explain how that is supernatural. It's a haunted house. With that demons possessing everybody. Totally. Are there demons possessing and everybody? people have, the little kids got weird telekinesis and stuff. It's The Shining. Are they real though? There's I mean, a blood I elevator. This blood is elevator. one of the most supernatural movies of all time, I would say. Second to only, if we consider TV movies, the show Supernatural. I mean, the, the whole idea of being, a, do they call it a, they don't call it a shiner, but like they can, talk to dead people so that's like pretty supernatural isn't it they call it the shining yeah so i feel like you're kind of you're 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 drawing in details from the book that are not actually in the movie which is a questionable tactic at this point like all the the ghosts and (laughs) demons in the hotel okay plenty of this stuff are is in the movie but you're now drawing in like a lot of the backstory and and a lot of stuff that's that's in dr sleep and it's it's not in the i mean maybe you're watching the director's cut of the shining sounds like not enough people have watched the shining or perhaps they've watched it as recently as i watched scream which was the shining last year they don't go into they don't go in like in depth into detail on the meaning of the shining and like they explain they explain it they the uh the caretaker explains it to the little kid 
very briefly, like in the kitchen, you're talking about the scene in the kitchen. Yeah. I yeah, think that Josh is was pretty very in-depth. brief. It doesn't mean it's not explained. But you're still bringing in details, whatever. I mean, I, I don't actually the photograph the, the bartender. <laughs> Mostly just still annoyed with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, I've made two great picks, and I think we're back to Sarah. I hate drafts because it's not always my pick. Yeah, no, it's think... uh, upsetting. And to be honest, I'm now mad that I wasted my horror comedy pick on Scream. I'm like upset about it. You should be. We'll do trades post-recording. Well, I was going to say we could have an in-draft trade. Oh, that's interesting. I have never heard of such a thing on a movie draft, but I am pro. I mean, Um, Zach, you should just say no because his first round pick on making you angry he should yeah i mean i'm definitely not giving you the fly for scream i'll say that all right sarah okay i'm gonna go with uh monsters and i'm gonna take a quiet place good pick why thank you because it has a scary monster and you have to be so quiet and if you say anything at all whatsoever it will hunt you down and kill you i think that's terrifying I've also never seen A Quiet Place. Let me tell you, though, <laughs> I do love John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So if I were going to watch a terrifying movie like this one, that would be a good place to start, I think. Yeah. Great pick. This, this is pure chaos. I was, like, debating whether to selectively edit to not reveal that Sarah hasn't seen any of the movies she's picking, but... She's leaning into it, it though. <laughs> it's so fun. It's, it somehow makes it funnier that that she's doing this so i'm well, I'm just well i will say i do have some picks that i have seen but there are some like this one the trailer for this movie i, I saw it and i literally turned to zach and i was like absolutely not no way 100 percent. i will not see this yeah he tries every time you're basing it on like but... personal experience yeah even right. it's not with personal experience with the trailer yeah correct yeah. i love it i love it i'm to be clear i'm all on board this is one of my biggest didn't see in theater regrets I watched this mm. with my parents on Amazon Prime in like April and it was great, but I, I missed out on a remarkable experience, I would say. Or a terrible experience. Because if you have one asshole in your theater who, whose phone keeps lighting up or who keeps making noise, it like completely ruins it. Like you need like a, a real social compact situation where everyone agrees that like we're going to, not be jerks and ruin the concept like this movie. Well, that's true, but I still had my mom being like, oh, well, what was she from? What? And that's almost... Mary Poppins, bad. mom. <laughs> yeah, please. No more questions. <laughs> okay, fair. All right, uh-oh. Yeah, it's your turn again, buddy. <laughs> Back to me. All right. <laughs> I pick? Okay. I don't know why, but I really thought slasher movies would go first. There's so, so many, many good them. ones. Yeah, maybe that's that was my mistake in thinking that because there were so many, they would go first. Is anyone dying for John Krasinski to go back to the horror well, or are we like pretty full up on him in horror? Well, he's gonna do the Seems sequel, have, like, right? The Jack so Ryan. yeah, he's doing the sequel. I'm excited for the sequel. Yeah, same. If we ever get to see it, the trailer for that also looks terrifying. In case anyone's curious. We do love Cillian Murphy doing anything at all, but being in a horror movie, that's a chef's kiss. 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. Red Eye is an elite movie. <laughs> it's peak Wes Craven. It's Rachel McAdams' best work outside game night. It's just phenomenal stuff. Maybe I should pick Red Eye right now. Okay, no, I, ha- I, ha- I have my pick. It is going to be in the monsters category. And I'm going to pick the host, Bong Joon-ho's 2006, I believe, um, horror, drama, like friendship movie, kind of. You know, I mean, it's like, it's a Bong Joon-ho movie, so he takes his genre and he like does all sorts of things that people haven't done or haven't done in a while with it. I was, I, I, I just, I considered saving this because I was, like, I, you have those couple movies on your list that you're like, ooh, I bet people didn't think of these. Uh, but then I was like, you know what, like we all love Bong Joon-ho here. Someone else definitely thought of it. So I decided to just take it off the board. Plus I want like my entire, now I'm realizing my entire list so far is the fly, the host. So I'm hoping I can really like follow through on that and have. Yeah. Uh, here you're, you're welcome. It's not the scream. <laughs> yeah. That's a painting. Is it not? <laughs> a painting Correct. that Wes Craven brilliantly modeled the mask in scream after it looks like the, whatever. You guys aren't worth it. You're not wrong. <laughs> I great I great pick movie the other day and only got five minutes in and realized I couldn't both watch it and read the subtitles and also watch my or write my article trashing on Alfred Hitchcock. So I had to, I had to switch. So I am going to revisit the host shortly, but I couldn't I couldn't triple task unfortunately. But if I have two picks in a row right now, I. I'm shocked that I'm going to get to pick all three of these. And I, I have to because I know that the further we draft, the more garbage my picks are going to get. So I got to start <laughs> off as, as strong as possible. And my second pick is going to be Silence of the Lambs oh, as a psychological damn. horror. God damn it. Yeah, that's maybe that should have been my pick, huh? And you got too cute. This also works. Uh, with aliens as well as being not only one of the best horror movies of all time, but one of the best movies of all time. It sounds best- like you're just ashamed of horror and you feel the need to pick movies that have respect beyond horror fans. Is that right? You seem like the person here who's the most embarrassed of his horror fandom. We certainly. And <laughs> I think I'm going to do a good enough job of displaying that to you guys a little later on, but these are the, Great movies, best picture, best director, best actor, best actors, and best adapted screenplay. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, no, it's a, a perfect movie. Getting paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was, was gonna brilliant. fall. Yeah, Carson's I have mad. It. <laughs> I'm really mad. <laughs> and that also gets rid of a kind of tough category. Not that you know there aren't many other good ones, but you get your your top one in two categories. And I'm also surprised that my second pick fell. That is going to be a movie that I didn't watch until about a week ago. And that is going to be The Thing by John Carpenter for monster movies. I see Carson shaking his head. And this is what you get for going after Zach. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I've upset you. We but, fight and Ben wins. We need to do something to stop Ben. Yeah, we this is very. <laughs> we needed to take a hard upsetting. left turn and turn our rivalry upside down. <laughs> so and, between you, we talked about my Mount Rushmore, and I think uh, between the three, uh, between the two of you, you took like three of the. Well, I think I said there were like two more heads we were going to add to Mount Rushmore, but still. And this is great. And the whole time, it just reminded me of one of my favorite X Files episodes, which I've yelled at you guys on Slack about already. But it turns out that they just got 
people that worked on the thing and then straight up made their own version of it, which makes the X-Files and the thing even better in my opinion. The effects still look great. It's still scary. That's a fantastic movie. I'm glad I have it on Blu-ray now. And I could have not dreamed up a, a better first three pick thing for me. So thank you guys for allowing me to do this today. Yeah, I'm very upset. I, I think we should start the draft over. <laughs> I did you Ben, did you know actually I just learned recently, I think it was Final Destination that the first entry in the series started as a spec script for an X-Files episode? Oh yeah. Shoot, I'm gonna get it all wrong now. But is it no, I don't even want to put a blemish on my X-Files fandom. But one of the writers from the X-Files was writing the Final Destination movie, okay. I believe. Which I am going to have to try really hard not to pick Final Destination later on. But that is a just sci-fi horror bliss in so many ways. So hopefully you guys don't leave all the good picks for me the next time it comes around. But very excited to see what Zach takes here. Now I feel uh, your picks are so unimpeachable and I have so many like weird, dumb, creative things and I feel like I should stop getting too complicated. I will get dumb and creative later, but I I couldn't leave these up there. All right. I am going to, I even, so I had, I had Silence of the Lambs far down on my psychological horror list and I put it so far down because I was like, well, Carson's going to take it in the first round and I'm not willing to do that. So there's no way I'm going to get it. And then I forgot about it because it was so far. Like I do that. I like adjust my list based on what I think like other people will take. And that was clearly a mistake. So I will, I think I'm going to go, it's my turn, right? Yeah. I'm going to not make it complicated. I'm going to pick Psycho in Psychological Horror. Nice. Psycho is one of my favorite movies of all time. Sarah and I watch it every Halloween. It helped define and redefine both the genre and also helped define a genre, helped redefine a different genre and film overall uh, and the way we like structure stories and build and release tension alternatingly. And also it, it just rules. And Hitchcock is underappreciated somehow just within this four person chat. Hey, Psycho. <laughs> so I gotta go to bat. <laughs> that's my favorite Hitchcock movie, Psycho. Solid yeah, four out of five. movie. All right. So yeah. So that's that's my uh, that's my keep it simple pick. Could Psycho also be a slasher? Yes, I actually had it on my Yes. No. Yes. Enough people. No. No. Wow. I have strong feelings about this. One person dies. It is not a slasher film. Agree. Slashers have multiple people die. Multiple people die. How? Arbogast dies. Arbogast dies. Like the the investigator dies. He does. Okay. Two people die. It's not a slasher. And the mother dies. Okay, no, Spoiler she's alert. been dead. Okay, but maybe she died years. during the movie. <laughs> she's also still alive in him. So I'm going to need more than two in this film. I don't like that. Whatever it's like the Lion King. Likes it. Exactly. What? He lives in you. Exactly. <laughs> I almost sang it, but then did not. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so clearly Psycho is not a slasher. It's yes. a very strong opinion that Sarah holds. Also, Ben backed it up. I would yeah. like yeah. to say. Uh, okay. I agree. I considered it. I had it on my I had it, I had it in both categories. Yeah. All right, Sarah. All right, go. no, I'm going to pick the first slasher movie of Oof. the draft. Oof. And I'm going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. This is another movie I have not seen, but I will tell you, I have heard the entire movie through our bedroom wall 
because I couldn't sleep because there was constant screaming and chainsaws. And I do know what the plot is, and it's terrifying. A group of people go to this house, and there are a bunch of cannibals living there. Let me tell you, I don't like cannibalism. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there as a position. You should watch Raw. It's very yeah, good. No, there's no freaking way I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah no, gross. great pick. Uh, I, this is the movie that, as a child, I most horrified me, like really most screwed me up. And like it held that title for a good decade and is still in the top three, just like depraved, really screwed up movies. A lot of gore, which is, that's the worst part about horror films is when they have gore. But it's a slasher movie. So what do you expect, I guess? The the interesting thing about Texas Chainsaw, I'm I'm gonna, it's weirdly not that gory. Like in terms of how much gore you would expect that movie to have. And I think part of that's budgetary. Um, But I think it's really fascinating how violent and disturbing that movie is without being overly gory. Interesting. Well, I just only said that because I had read this uh, quote from Variety that described it as like horrifyingly gory or something to that effect. And so I had assumed that was the case, but it's good to know that it was not as bad as it could have been. This is the thing. Sarah like may have seen less horror movies than all of us, but she did way more research than all of us. I yeah. So it's like up. arguing with Variety's chief or chief critic and you're like, well, okay, you know, they got me. All right, uh, this podcast's for the fans, not the critics. That's what I'm going to say. Wow. Wow. Oh the God. fans are the critics, but it's, it's like fine. the Snyder cut of podcasts. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I think oh. actually what our human centipede episode was the, uh, <laughs> the Snyder cut of podcasts. I'll, I'll we're going to discover like we're going to discover an underground human centipede fan base when that podcast has like 10 times the amount of listens as every other one. And we're not even going to like advertise it at all. We're not going to like post it on social media. We're just going to quietly post it on our podcast and all of a sudden it's going to explode because of this like weird online fetish for human centipedes. Nope, no such thing. <laughs> Only on 4chan. <laughs> People love their three hounds and the construction of them. <laughs> Oh, that thought has not left my mind for a single moment since we watched that movie. Him and okay, his poor I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna interrupt right here and say we're moving on. We're not talking about this movie anymore. <laughs> this conversation I mean, is over. Well, funny you should say that because with my next pick, Human Centipede. <laughs> just kidding. Dude, not on my board. Couldn't, dude. couldn't do it. I am going to. My board has become a lot more complicated now. I feel like this is a. Uh, this draft is much more complex than I expected it to be. And I realized I have now set myself up as a target and I need to start taking things off the board before other people do just out of spite. All right. With my first wild card pick, I'm going to dig into them already because this is one of those movies that I was talking about that I couldn't quite find a place for. There's a, because I think in some ways it kind of defies a one of these categories i'm gonna take get out you don't think that's a horror comedy i don't really think of it as a horror comedy i mean i guess you could consider it there but i don't i think it's a lot more scary i think it's a lot more scary than it is funny Hmm, interesting yeah that's right it's not really that funny but it is satirical psychological horror i think is interesting because i think that kind of can be the catch-all category in a lot of ways but and I think I think that would be a good uh, a good spot to take it. But I'm just going to go ahead and take it and put it in in my wild card spot. 
Great pick. Good pick. Great pick. And then... I think I know what this next pick is going to be, and I'm already upset. Well, I don't know what the next pick is going to be, so... Oh, good. You must be ahead of me. You should pick a movie you love, like Silence of the Lambs, or The Fly, or The Thing, or just, like, one of those movies that's in your, like, top five of all time, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a movie that I could put in the horror... I already have a horror comedy, but I guess I could put it in Monsters, given our our conversation from before about zombies and whatnot but i'm actually scared enough you know i'm gonna i'm actually gonna go ahead and take my second wild card wow because now i'm, I'm gonna go with wow. one of my favorite horror movies of all time which i think theoretically could go Ooh. in supernatural or a cult but like only kind of and also potentially in psychological horror but i think it's a bit of a stretch i'm going to go with the wicker man which is my favorite and i was concerned now that zach would try to steal it from me i mean i i didn't take your bait about you taking Shaun of the dead which i could easily see sarah taking nonetheless but uh yeah good pick it's a great movie the remake uh not the remake despite my love of Nicolas cage so you're taking that in wild card yeah so you took both of your wild cards interesting yeah all right sarah your pick just strategizing here for a second yeah, oh, I, don't know I feel we're... like I think I might take horror comedy next because there are still a lot of spots open for everybody that people could take. So I'm going to do that. And I am, in fact, going to take Shaun of the Dead. So thank you, Zach. That is one I have seen. I love it. It's great. Highly recommend if you have not seen it. Oh, it's a zombie movie in case, you know, people don't know that. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. What, who, who's your favorite zombie in that movie? Okay, now you're asking me things that you know I don't remember. It's the guy who throws records at zombies. Oh, no, you that's, know, that I should, that's what I meant. To, that's what I should have asked, your favorite kill. Yeah, that's my favorite kill. It's the record kill. The record kill. Yeah. yeah. Records are dangerous. I keep a lot of them around the house. The, the best zombie in that movie is Bill Nye turning yeah. off that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what i that's kind of what i meant yeah 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 that's it's a great, great pick. that's a I great mean, pick it's it's that's very good movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time um and it is interestingly one of the horror comedies that is like a comedy about a horror topic rather than like a terrifying and also funny movie or, which, or a which, horror comedy just, there's like subgenres within the horror comedy right there's like so many different types yeah because the one i think about most this is yeah, it's a comedy about a horror situation. I think a lot of them are comedies because they they ramp up the horror to such a ridiculous degree, which isn't really what Shaun of the Dead does. Or they're yeah. satires. Yes, yeah. exactly. This Shaun of the Dead strikes me as more of like the young Frankenstein type, which I think is what you mm-hmm. said, Carson. It's like more funny than horror, but Frankenstein is kind of a, you know, could be a terrifying movie, but... It's not totally. in Mel Brooks's Able Hands. So all these movies that I assume Zach was going to pick are just on different rosters now, and I have to know if he's at least a little disappointed. So I mean, we had this conversation the other day, Ben, where you where we were talking about, or we were talking about like our you know best horror movies of all time, or like our Mount Rushmore, and I didn't put Shaun of the Dead on my list because like. I think of it as a horror comedy for sure, but for some reason, like, I mean, Shaun of the Den is currently on my letterbox top four of all time, which certainly changes. Like, I don't have a set top four, but that means it's top 10. Like, it's one of my favorite movies, but like, when I think horror, 
I, I, I qualify it or I like, I quantify it as that, but I just don't, for some reason, there's something about it that like, I don't want to, you know, it's not like pure horror to me, but. It's comedy first, which uh, in the same way that I think if, if I had to compare the two, I probably prefer hot fuzz like a little bit more, but I wouldn't necessarily talk about it as an action movie. I would talk about it as a comedy, even though it's a very good action movie. Yeah, I mean the same with the world. Same with comedy. Just, yeah, just random thought that popped into my head. Yeah, I think you can make the case for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I am gonna continue my streak of uh, keeping it simple, and I'm gonna take another of. My, oh, this is my problem. Part of me wants people to take like the obvious choices in categories so that I get to pick my like more creative, more like I love them more than everyone else does picks. Because, like, everyone loves Psycho. So that's, like, less fun than picking well, ben doesn't. something wackier. Yeah. No, he that's, loves it. Give it four out of five stars. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but I'm going to pick for my slasher Halloween. Nice. No. Good call. The, I think it's the best horror it. movie ever made. Uh, really? Really? I do. I think uh, outside of the fact, I mean, even take out its influence that it spawned, like, generations upon generations of mimics um it's just such an exercise in tension like using very minimalist techniques like a very very simple concept and like michael myers never never runs <laughs> you know he is never this like leap over a fence do all sorts of twists and turns to catch like the victim he's just like this very steady villain that constantly has you like on the edge of your seat and scared and add to that the fact that like I can be literally anywhere at any time and hear the Halloween theme and like I get chills and it immediately puts me back into my seat the first time I ever watched Halloween and I think that's obviously very impressive uh like Sarah and I literally we were last a couple weeks ago we were in Denver visiting her family and her sister's neighbor has like a full paper mache model of michael myers on their porch it's, it's not, not paper even mache. paper mache no <laughs> it looks it's like, like a it. real legit like, it, just, it looks like michael myers figure, like and he's holding a knife yeah, it's and i was reading the the definite the wikipedia definition for slasher is like you know a single killer who kills off a group of victims and then it says usually with a blade and i think the slasher subgenre has moved away from like blades a little bit it's obviously still like an important piece, but I feel like now whenever they use it, it's meant to be like a wink wink to the slashers of the eighties. But like this Wikipedia definition for a genre includes that solely because of Michael Myers and like the progeny that he inspired to like, ha- to obviously, you know, um, Freddie and, 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 uh, and Jason's mom and, and everyone, but um, that like, it just had such an influence over the entire genre. Uh, but it's really separate from that. I just like, it's such a perfect thriller. Mm-hmm. From start to finish. Yeah. That for the pick. very first time is someone stealing a pick from me right before I was gonna do it. <laughs> so Uh-oh. a point in Zach's category there. I didn't uh, do it purposefully. Don't no, get revenge. No, of course. Take I, revenge. I, I that is a good movie or prevenge. Uh Halloween is a Ugh, no prevenge. No, prevenge sucks. I have not seen it. It's just on one of my million horror movie lists. I I'm going to have to pick A Nightmare on Elm Street because I got to have one of one of the most iconic if I'm not going to have Halloween. Um, and 
I think I watched Halloween and A Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time ever, like back to back two weeks ago. And both of them hold up, but I think I was more surprised at how much I liked A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's wonderfully uh, bloody, wonderfully colorful for a movie from that time. A lot of the effects still hold up, like the wall, the bed blender, and all that type of stuff. The 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 sequel's not particularly good. I don't think anyone's gonna pick a Nightmare on Elm Street two anytime soon. But uh, first one is so wonderful, and it holds up to Zach's Halloween pick and Sarah's Texas Chainsaw Massacre pick. So I feel pretty good about that one. And then on the back end of my snake, you said you're I, taking Nightmare as a slasher, right? I. I, I see that you put it there on the dock. I'm tempted to do Supernatural, but... Yeah. I, you, you tell me where. I, instead of putting it in Supernatural, I'm going to leave A Nightmare on Elm Street as a slasher, and then I'm going to pick Rosemary's Baby for Supernatural or the oh, demon. Great pick. Yes. Great pick. Zach is mad about that, I can tell you. Oh, already that's a perfect movie and uh, made by as a made by your favorite director yeah as a person not as a filmmaker stuff. and i i personally as you guys know am more of like the sci-fi leaning kind of horror person uh versus like devil stuff so I wanted to just pick this one, get it over with, and then kind of not have to deal with the remains of this category. So uh, feeling good about those two back-to-back picks, and I will send it back to Zach very happy. Great picks. Can I just ask, ask a quick clarifying question? Did you say bed blender? I did, yes. Okay. And it's a phrase that Rough Cut writer Johnny Diaz did not, did not like when I told him uh, – he was live tweeting me his first ever watch of A Nightmare on Elm Street just a few days ago and was not sure what I was talking about until he got to it. Once you get to it, you kind of, you know exactly what it is. I, I'm guessing you haven't seen it, Sarah? No. Just, and now I'm definitely not going to. It, it, it's a little goofy, but it's on YouTube. Uh, I don't think you could really have spoilers for a movie that old, but it is the death scene of a certain notable character in uh i just watch it it'll be like 45 seconds of your time you're not gonna enjoy it but you'll like i think dead blender is pretty accurate so Mm -hmm. i would highly recommend agreed noted thank you all right my pick your pick all right oh i already picked psychological horror shoot well, I guess I'm going to go with my wild card then. With my wild card. Mm. Boy, some real in the moment deliberations going on here. Yeah, I've got two good options there. Okay, with so much of this strategic. With my wild card pick, with one of my wild card picks, I am going to go with Night of the Hunter. Good choice. Pick. I was going to do that as psychological horror, and then I, I realized I already mm-hmm. took Psycho because of the name. Night of the Hunter, uh, I, I just discovered five minutes ago when building my case for it, uh, that uh, the fr- influential French film magazine, Cahiers du Cinema, named it the second best movie of all time behind Citizen Kane. 
yeah, it's, reasonable. Yeah, it's it's it, I, one of my favorites of all time. It's director Charles Lawton never got to make another movie in part because he very unfortunately passed away seven years later. But during that seven years, his film was very very underappreciated. And, you know, he just didn't, like, he didn't get, that was his debut after a career full of, of, of working in the film industry, uh, not as director. And uh, it just wasn't, like, didn't get a strong enough response, but it has just aged so well over time. And it is, like, so, so gripping. And the reason I was going to put it in psychological horror is because of the lack of violence shown on screen. But, like, the tension created uh, when you just see this, guy who is a preacher turned essentially like reverse black widow kind of um and he like just the amount of time he spends with children and it's just like so nerve like it just stretches your nerves tight and just like it's like constantly right on the edge of plucking them and causing you great pain and it like holds off for so long and it's it's like so tense uh and and so that's that's my wild card pick as to take a, a note from one of Ben's early picks, both one of my favorite horrors and just one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great pick. I'd, I'd second that. It's uh, definitely in my, in my pantheon. It's uh, again, close to a perfect movie. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to choose the lighthouse, which is a 2019 film by Max and Robert Eggers. And it is a, uh, kind of terrifying it's a two-person basically movie with willem dafoe and robert pattinson and they are in a lighthouse together on like lighthouse duty in i think like the 1800s maybe um it's shot in black and white and it is just a slow degradation of like humanity basically until the end which is kind of horrifying in and of itself um so yeah highly like highly recommend um oh i would also say so I guess Robert Eggers, when talking about the movie, said he hoped it was a film where both Young and Freud would be furiously eating their popcorn, which I think tells you how uh, psychologically <laughs> messed up it is. Exciting psychologists for your categorization. Right, exactly. <laughs> so if anyone has a dispute with this, you're wrong. It's definitely psychological. Well, so I'm interested because this movie, I mean, you could certainly claim that it has comedic elements but for the most part like you're not laughing uh it certainly like takes its some of its sequences like and heightens them as far as possible but you love this movie correct you you very much like this movie but it's not really funny at all it's mostly horrifying so what is it that makes this different from your other standard horror that maybe isn't so funny but that you that you wouldn't want to watch yeah i mean i think it's like psycho too i there scary because of um like the psychological kind of aspect of it of like you see humanity kind of at its worst and i think those for me are a lot more bearable than like people just left and right killing each other for no reason um or i guess maybe some of the slasher films have a reason that they're killing people but it you know it's less about the killing people and more about like them losing sense of who they are you know, whatever. So it's like, it's like the original Saw, which is really just a psychological exploration of the way that man can turn on his fellow man when put into a... Sure, a t- right? like how right. he can cut off his own limbs oh, and yeah, oh. yeah, definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Checks out. I try. I try. <laughs> so uh, a thing that really bothers me is that Letterboxd classifies the lighthouse as horror, which 
like is is fine and I, I i i buy into sarah's reasoning here i don't think of this as a horror movie but it bothers me that letterbox does but does not consider the sixth sense a horror movie as we talked about on uh, on our last episode that it, it really rubs me the wrong way what are the other one what 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 are all the genres letterbox classifies the lighthouse i assume you have it up yep thriller fantasy drama and horror fantasy is a real stretch there's like a mermaid <laughs> yeah there is like a mermaid and that is it yeah yeah After the fact that they're willing to give that four genres but they only yes. gave a six sense three and didn't give it horror yes and i tried to go in and edit it and it was locked <laughs> on the system and so no one can make that movie horror it's very very upsetting to me I bet you if we signed a petition, we could convince them that it should be. That's true. Someone needs to write that essay. Yeah, you should tweet at Letterboxd every day between now and whenever they change it. Yeah, I should. This is going to be my my cross to die on now. <laughs> All right, now you've got pick. two picks, right? Great pick, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, excellent pick. I've got two picks here. All right. All right, I'm going to take my slasher, and I think this is going to be – uh, it, it maybe takes a little work to get to this as a slasher movie. Because I'm going to take the 2018 French extremist film Revenge, which is kind of, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a rape revenge film, which is a genre that is usually pretty icky. Um, the, the director here, Coralie Fargea is doing a lot more with this genre than, than most do, I think, and is putting a very interesting spin on it. And uh, it, it has a lot more on its mind than just pure exploitation. Now, I put this in the slasher because in some ways this is kind of a reverse slasher. When you think about slasher movies, and especially now, they kind of, they've started, especially in some of the remakes and reboots of these various, uh, you know, uh, key franchises, they're always giving people a motivation. They're always giving Mike, they're now they're giving Michael Myers or Freddy or Jason or whoever it is, they're giving him a motivation to explain why he just goes out and kills people. And in a movie like this, which is, follows the structure of a slasher movie in that the, People are being picked off one by one and killed in gruesome, horrible ways. The only difference is we are on the side of the slasher and we know that all the people getting killed deserve it. And we got the motivation right up front in the same movie. So I think it, like structurally, it's it's pretty much the same thing. So that's where I'm going to put it. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm convinced. And I think it... Like, I think it does fall into a very small tradition of, like, the sort of reverse, the, the sort of, like, you're rooting for the, I mean, they're, they're often just revenge movies, but uh, where you're rooting for the person who's picking people off one by one. So, yeah, I'll take it. It's a good, great, great, great movie. Yeah, I, I, I very much, uh, I, I think it, people slept on it a little bit, and I think it's really, really excellent. With my second pick here... I am going to fill out my monsters 
category. And I'm going to take one of my favorite horror movies, Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark, her vampire Western masterpiece. Um, I think one of the, one of the most interesting things anyone's ever done with the, the vampire genre. And it is a movie that just looks and sounds so cool. And, and I, I've never been able to get over just how cool it is. So near dark. Are vampires monsters or misunderstood humans? I think they're monsters. How's that on the one there? The, the, fact, the fact that you had to say humans with special powers, I think, kind of moves them past the human category. Are they just bad? Special appetites, we'll say. Okay. All right. I mean, fair. And they live forever and, you know, can't be killed, uh, except for weird garlic and wood-based methods. And sun. In case anyone didn't know what a vampire was. Near, near, near Dark's a good, it's a good pick. I, I like that movie quite a bit. That is a good pick. All right. <clears throat> Trying to decide if I want to go for ones that I don't think you guys are going to pick again. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do my remake, reboot, and sequel category because that's the category I care least about, but I think nobody will take my wild cards. So I'm going to go for it. Um, I'm going to choose 28 Weeks Later. Mm. I don't know anything about this movie except for it was on a bunch of lists as one of the best sequels. So if you guys want to convince me of why I'm right, feel free. Otherwise, I'm just going to be really excited about this awesome pick. Uh, I've never seen it, but I cherry-picked a bunch of stuff that said it's the worst sequel of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah? All right, all right. I'll fight you with my, uh, my list, Carson. Yeah. In terms of no, sequel naming, I think, it's, I think it's up there. Right, like 28 days later, mm-hmm. you're expecting 29 days later to be the sequel, yeah. but they change it. They change the unit of time. Uh, and I think we need that sort of creativity in our sequel titling overall. Early movie naming, for sure. Agreed, yeah. agreed. I have also not seen it. So congratulations on the very Have you seen it, Zach? I have not. Um, so no one, not no one has seen this movie. <laughs> so great so pick, let me I assume. Tell you, okay, so just so people know, have you guys seen 28 Days Later? Yes. Okay, so this takes place right after 28 Days Later. Okay, and, don't tell me too much because I do want to see Okay, it. all right, I won't tell you too much. All I'll tell you is it reunites the hero of the first film with his wife and he becomes infected with the rage virus and shit goes down. So that's my plug. That does, that does seem bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, great pick. I think twenty the the sequel follows the Trevor's Ariza rule of uh, pluralizing. It changes days to weeks rather than twenty eight days later. Wait, Jeremy Renner is like the third lead of this film. Well, then it must be good. And Rose Byrne. I had his own social media app. And Idris Elba. Wow, great the sleeper cast. pick! Sleeper pick it of a, the of sleeper draft. Pick. Thank you. Yes, I did a lot of research, as Zach said. All right. It's my pick. Mm -hmm. All the slashers are gone, right? Wow. Yep. All right. I think I'm going to take, for my supernatural demons and occult category, I am, oof, this is a tough call, but I'm going to go with Carrie. It's a great pick. Nice. 
which again is is one of those where I was torn between this and another, but uh, pers- my personal preferences for carryover, my, the other pick I was considering was the Evil Dead too. And uh, my personal preference here is for Carrie. And I also just like, I feel like we've talked about this on a prior pod, but I feel like so many of Brian De Palma's films were infused with a lot of like horror sentiment that it doesn't surprise me that one of, if not his like most true horror is one of his best. And like one of the, best Steve, Stephen King adaptations amongst, you know, a, a lot of, there have been a lot of them and a lot of good ones, but I think it's one of the best. And um, I think it very almost surprisingly taps into like the insecurities and horrors of being a teenage girl, which you might, might necessarily expect from some of like the more exploitation-y films of De Palma. Uh, and this certainly borders on that. And, and, and I think there are credible, you know, especially the opening scene in the showers, um, there's certainly uh, very uh, understandable critics of the film, but I just think it's like a masterwork of horror. Uh, and and yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, that's a great pick. Again, Carrie, Carrie, I think is one of the great, great horror movies. And I agree, it is a, it's funny because it does, it's tough because it just border on being very exploitative. And like even that that opening scene is one I would argue is is in some ways important that exploitation it's important to kind of the thematic elements of the film but i also understand that uh my opinion on that is not valid and doesn't matter so you know i I very much understand anyone who doesn't uh, get on board with carrie yeah and are we are we back to ben for a double pick we are and i only have three picks left i think that while I stall long enough to figure out what two I want to pick, I'm going to say that I'm a little disappointed with you guys because there are way too many movies left on my board that I want to pick. And I only have three picks left and I don't possibly know how I'm going to do it. Uh, For horror comedy, at least I'm going to do scream Two because I think it's bigger and better than the first one. The cast is somehow even better. The opening scene at the movie theater, iconic. I know that the, the opening scene of Scream is, you know, identically iconic, but something about seeing the movie within the movie is great. We get a very unhinged killer turn that I am deciding not to spoil for you guys, but I do really enjoy seeing this person like way before they were famous. I had never... I didn't even know they were in the movie. Um, I I do love Scream, not to get on Zach's dad's side too much, but then I watched Scream 2 a few days later. Really enjoyed it. I just, it just piled it on top and in a good way, in a way that made me appreciate the first one probably a little bit more. Um, and I think in the future, whenever I return to Scream, I will watch Scream and then Scream 2 back to back. So honestly, you can't go wrong. I was happy to pick it up here at the end, even though there are definitely more than a few horror comedies left that I enjoy. But uh, considering we didn't let Zach take either Scream movie, he can say whatever he wants about Scream because I know he deserves a little time in the spotlight here. And I will think of my second pick. No, I have nothing. Go ahead and make your second pick right now. Ooh. No, okay. <laughs> uh, no I, I mean, I like Scream 2. 
the stab, but even down to the naming stab of the like parody film within it is just so great. I feel something you said actually made me think of something, which is that I feel like there are two, based on this very immediate reaction, like two really good types of sequels. One is the the sequel that's just like totally different. It takes like a hard left turn. You're making a cl- completely different, like Alien and Aliens kind of. I know not like totally different, but like it doesn't, it, it feels the ability to make itself its own movie and have its own identity. And then the second is the sequel that you feel like was, it makes you think it was written before the first one even came out. Like it's like, and that's like The Godfather and The Godfather 2. Like you watch those movies back to back. Like when, whenever you watch the first one, you watch the second one and they feel like, oh, whatever brilliant creator came up with this, came up with this all at once. And then they figured out a brilliant way to split it up into two movies, even though that wasn't like actually the case then. And it wasn't the case with Scream either. Scream was just so successful that they had to do a sequel and then things really went downhill from there with three and four. Um, but yeah, like I, I'd never thought about that, but when you revisit Scream, like you kind of just want to watch both because they feel like uh, of a piece. Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching at least a few of the Screams at like, uh, a cabin uh we we talked before about whether my parents would just show us horror movies to scare us or like keep us entertained or like what I remember like probably being pretty terrified of Scream the first time I saw it it's a lot more just like enjoyable now that you see the meta-ness and the jokes and the references but it still is not skimping on its scares even all this time later so it having scares and genuine laughs that hold up after all this time. Uh, definitely happy to take that. And then I have two wild card picks left. And I, and we could go with The Descent for my first one. I had, I had so many, and I, I think I have to be happy with taking that. So instead of defending like two, subpar picks at the end i will just have to defend one of them uh the descent is very good also a movie i saw way before i probably could have fully appreciated it i revisited it a couple weeks ago still really holds up don't love the ending the ending's not perfect but the first hour of it is a really good underground trapped in a cave thriller before the bad guys even start showing up and then it's kind of just a very frantic final 40 minutes the colors are great this is kind of it has elements of found footage stuff but it's not really a found footage uh but then you got flares you have the the green of the videotape all like bouncing off the water bouncing off the pitch dark cave the monsters are genuinely scary um you have murder from human to human you have murder of creature to human you have uh an ending that i think satisfies given the rest of it so this is a movie that i'm very happy to almost round out my team with uh uh, kind of one i thought i was gonna have to take after i didn't get the thing so very pleased for it to just be a wild card pick for me yeah, no. So the descent, I'm, I'm, I was actually trying to figure out if I could argue my way into having it in my psychological horror, uh, which I think I could have. But um, that's a great pick. It, it's funny that you mentioned the ending because it's the American ending that's bad, right? Yeah. And the original yeah, yeah. ending is good because she's still in the original ending. She's still spoilers stuck in the cave. Um, 
we Zach and I talked about this the other day after he watched it and the the very end of the American version there's like a jump scare after she pulls off the road after she quote unquote escapes that might imply that she's still in the cave but it's definitely more of a gray area versus the original ending which I would have much preferred but uh, it's it does a not ruin that movie. oh yeah just even the idea. I guess I should probably go to YouTube and actually watch the real ending. But the one oh, in my mind yeah. is great. The mind, the mind does not lie. Yeah, no, the, I, I did. When I first saw The Descent, I went to YouTube and watched the other ending immediately after and was like, oh, this is, I'm just going to pretend this is the ending <laughs> I saw because it's so much better. I really should have done that by now. Great pick, though. All right, it's my pick, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is tough. I can't decide if I, like, I, I, I'm with you, Ben, that I have, the next time we do a draft, we should do a dra- another draft like this. And the next time we do, we should choose a category that maybe has, like, slightly less robust of a, of a collection. Um, I mean, picking from within a lot of good movies is its own pressure, but I like the idea of, like, there are only so many great movies in certain categories, and I feel like we should do that. And I can't decide whether I should, like, I've, should I just save my wild card for the end and whatever's left? Like, just let people take some of the other ones and, and wait, or... Because I'm just, the only one with a horror comedy left. So I feel like I've got two good horror comedies on my list and I don't think they'll both get taken with Carson and Sarah's wild cards. Although Sarah does love a good horror comedy. Well, that's been my internal thought process for no one who wanted to hear it. I'm going to go with, for horror comedy, I'm going to go with One Cut of the Dead. You almost just picked Evil Dead too. Was that for a different category? That was for Supernatural. Oh, okay. Um... So yeah, so one one cut of the dead is a twenty it threw, theoretically twenty seventeen, but it didn't come out in in the United States, at least in a way that I could see until twenty nineteen when I saw it at like this tiny horror festival at the AFI in Silver Spring, and then it came out on Shutter. I think in early twenty twenty, maybe maybe late twenty nineteen. Um, but regardless, it had been like percolating. It was one of those movies where it came out in Japan and it just exploded and like. It, it, it spread across the internet and then you literally could not watch it anywhere. Like you had to like, I think both Carson and I tried downloading like one of the softwares that changes where your internet says it's from. So you can use like Amazon Japan to download it on Amazon prime or like Amazon UK. And we still couldn't download it. I don't think we wanted, I'm sure we could have torrented something, but we, I don't think we really wanted to um, for like a, what could be like a seminal movie experience. And what for me was, I'm so glad I got to see it in the theater this is I, an anti-piracy I, podcast for any uh, law enforcement that is listening. Yes. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, Zach, would you steal a car? <laughs> a, a digital car? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> did, you, did you guys not? I feel like that was going to have much more of a reaction. Did you guys I, not remember that? those DVD, the, no. the like FBI oh, warnings no. where it was like, bah, 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 you wouldn't steal a car. Why would you steal a movie? I've no. never yeah. seen that. Oh, they, they were, I'm going to back Carson up here. It was everywhere. I think they moved to like the more. On every impressive. DVD I owned from like 2002 to 2006. Yeah. And then they moved to like some steel that just said piracy is not a victimless crime. Uh, but before that, it was like, yeah, would you download a car? Which I think for people like us growing up when that was like the thing on DVDs, obviously not really directed at us but like that was just funny that like that didn't make <laughs> yeah. me feel less likely to commit a crime 
So I did not if law enforcement is listening. Putting it in, I'm putting it in But if they're not listening, then, you know, who knows? Uh, So go check it out. Okay, I I will watch that after. Um, But yeah, so One Cut of the Dead, that is, this is one of my top five movies. Like, I would, I wouldn't even spoil it for my worst enemies, because I just think it's such a brilliant concept and executed almost perfectly. The movie itself is 90 minutes, and it's sort of split into like three segments of a half of uh, three 30 minute segments uh and it's all one story but it's like there's there's like um several massive twists uh that like just kind of blow your brains and pun intended because it's a zombie film technically so i just like i would i would recommend this to anyone from sarah to ben to like people i know who don't even like movies that much like i just think they get a kick out of it and have a blast watching it it's like one of the best movie going experiences i watched it with a crowd at a theater which like to your point, Ben, about A Quiet Place, like, is the reverse for me, like, one of the things I'm super grateful for that I got to see it with a crowd of people who'd never seen it before. So what, what's really interesting, I, I also very much like that movie. What's interesting about it is you do, for instance, if you were going to recommend it to non-movie folks, I think you would have to say, listen, you, you have to, you might want to turn it off in the first 30 minutes, but you have to stick with it. Yeah, yep. Maybe I'll All watch right. that tonight. Got a lot on my list, but... Since we uh, got IFC Plus to watch Human Centipede together a few days ago, I have a few few (laughs) days left on my trial, so maybe I got to watch One Cut of the Dead tonight. I'll report back, but sounds like a solid pick. Well, I mean, you might have to watch, you know, final sequence and whatever the third one is. Full sequence, final sequence. Are those wait? Are those sequels to the Human Centipede? Yeah. Yes. That's disgusting. Well, it's like human centipede parentheses first sequence. Human oh, centipede like, two full fine. Yes, final. I think I it's think first. Right. I, think I think it's first full final. Oh, oh, first full final. Okay. Jeez, okay. you know a whole lot about the lore. I, I won't argue. <laughs> I went. I went deep into the lore. Zach did give it a two and a half. I, I mean, he, I Zach is our resident human centipede fan. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely told me all about it the next day and was like, what a great movie. It's art so horror. So interesting. Great film. Mediocre horror. More like That's what he wants to be horror. for Halloween. <laughs> That's why. You know, speaking of being that for Halloween, Carson literally found a picture and sent it to us of it's a so young woman who like had created a costume and then was out on a sidewalk with like, I think it was, it must have been like a, a, a woman and a man and the man was the doctor and the woman was the front of the centipede yeah. and she had two of the like kind of inflatable blow up dolls. Yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. And everyone was like, this is such a gross <laughs> costume. And I think it's one of the funniest costumes I've ever seen. Great work. That's so funny. But like the number of people who understand that costume is like you three. I actually think it's pretty, I feel like it entered the cultural, like, did you you not really? I bet you had heard of the, had you not heard of the human centipede, Sarah, before we said we were going to record it? No, I had, no, definitely not. And I thought it was like Marissa definitely had. Yeah. Oh, she had. Okay. Well, she's also quite cultured. I was thinking it was like, um, what is that short story? Metamorphosis. That is what I thought the human centipede was until Zach Fair. kindly corrected me. Oh, I also Zach, thought, you uh, shouldn't have told her. <laughs> I know. Sure. That was was a no, Sarah, come on. We should just watch this Kafka adaptation. It's really arty. Yeah, like, I would be so film. into that too. I That's love Kafka. Not, Wonderful. Probably Bring it on. the nicest thing anyone has said about human centipede is that it was mistook for a Kafka. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a European film. <laughs> 
So clearly it was, it, it's a Kafka adaptation, you know. I would say being in a human centipede does sound like a Kafka-esque nightmare in the kind of colloquial use of the term. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, I'll, I haven't seen it, so I can't argue. All right. Please Sarah, once again, I it's your pick. Human <laughs> but it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, okay, so my next pick is oh, I'm yes, giving to one correct. person exactly, the other person. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm glad people get my jokes. Okay, so here's the thing. I have two wild cards left. I will second what Ben said in that there are a ton of horror movies that are left. Um, but I'm going to go for one that I've seen and one that's also kind of interesting, which is um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It oh. is a oh. tw- the 2017. The what you guys do? You not think this is a horror? What are what are the objections? Just, it's one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. Yes, because it's so messed up. It's it is so a psychological horrible. horror. It's not a horror. It's horrible. All right, keep keep going. Okay, keep going. let me just say it has a three point eight on Letterboxd. Yeah, Letterboxd. So is stupid. you can argue with the people, but I will. Okay, regardless. So I didn't love this movie but it really did kind of mess me up it is a movie about a guy who is a heart surgeon and he meets this creepy teenager who is played by barry keoghan i can't say his last name correctly is that right no zach says no it's not right at all he's the irish specialist i know it's not right but i don't know what right is okay don't give me too much credit (laughs) it's barry and he is terrifying in this movie just so creepy but basically, he tells the heart surgeon that the heart surgeon killed his father. And the, the heart surgeon, who's Colin Farrell, thought it was like the father died of the car crash. But no, it turned out he died because of the surgery. And this teenage kid is like, look, here's, here's the thing. We need justice here. And justice means either you have to kill a member of your family or they're all going to slowly die from like this horrible disease where they like are paralyzed and then they starve to death and they start bleeding from their eyes and then they die anyways. Yeah, it's just, it's a really creepy, weird psychological movie. And Colin Farrell is just fantastic in it, as is Nicole Kidman. So uh, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say because okay. I mean, you're, you're right. It's a totally fits into, I'll buy it as horror, but God, I hate that movie. <laughs> that is fair. And if you've seen The Lobster and like The Favorite, you still might not like this one because it's that unhinged. This is the movie where I was like, oh, the the weird, horrible, stilted dialogue in The Lobster wasn't just a thing for that movie. It's just a thing he does. Even when people are supposed to be existing in like regular modern society. Right. And I had actually, when we came out of the movie theater, I had a plausible explanation for why the dialogue was the way it was. But I don't think, I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but uh, I think it fed into kind of the like messed upness in, of the movie um, and kind of like yeah. the dehumanization of everything. It's, it's really, yeah, it's a very, very messed up movie. Totally. No, listen, I think, I think it's a great pick. Uh, very much so. But don't recommend it. I totally respect that. <laughs> All right. I think we are down to my last two picks, which is a lot of pressure. There are a few that I thought for sure were going to go. So maybe you'll, I, I have more trust in you here than not, not 
I've there's I will do a shout out of all the ones that I had on my list that might not get picked here at that. We can, I have a feeling do, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. honorable mentions be because I'm gonna I'm, I may pick one that at the end like that I probably wouldn't have picked otherwise, but I it just feels ridiculous that it hasn't been picked. Like I'm. I'm gonna. I mean, listen. I'm probably gonna go out on a limb on these on these picks here. So, all right, for my uh, remake reboot sequel, I was very close to picking Bram Stoker's Dracula, which oh, is excellent. the wildest vampire movie out there. But I've got a vampire movie already, and I think I am going to pick. I'm gonna double dip in a franchise like we expected we might. And I'm going to go with Prometheus, the long delayed return of Ridley Scott to the Alien franchise. People I know are mixed on this on this movie. I love it. I think it is like the epitome of bonkers, idea driven, visual driven sci-fi horror. And I love it probably more than anyone else I've ever met. And uh you know, I think it would probably be, I mean, it would definitely be the third, my third favorite in the Alien franchise uh, pretty pretty easily. But yeah, since I, I don't really have a spot to pick Alien, then we'll, we'll go with Prometheus. Nice. Is this the one with Charlize? Yes. Okay, great. It's definitely the third best Alien movie then. No further questions. And then... I'm left with psychological horror, which is my Wait, so longest. You, just, you you picked that, but no one picked Alien, right? Correct. <laughs> and no one can now. That's incredible. <laughs> that is that's unbelievable. That Alien gets left off the board. I feel but the two from that two from that that franchise got picked, and Alien wasn't one of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've gone, I've been on record enough defending Alien. It's obviously one of the greatest movies ever made. But yeah, now it's off the board. Can't take it. That's that's how this uh, this plays out. With my psychological horror, I am in some ways at a loss. But I think I am going to take a film that I think we could, that plays into the psychological horror and really is the idea of kind of losing one's mind but the fun thing about it is it's also a sci-fi horror and it's also body horror i'm going to take annihilation oh great pick as my psychological horror that was uh, on my list too there's like one scary part of that movie that's psychological a hundred percent carson i'm, I'm with you on this yes thank you i think that entire movie is about like the breaking down of the psyche when it comes down to it. Uh, I feel <laughs> some sort of way about this. I Also, it was scary. Someone got eaten by like a monster. Yeah, it could that be a monster horror. Head. Monster horror, like, I accept. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do buy that. R.I.P. Gina Rodriguez's character. Fine. You exactly. know what? The movie's great. I would not... Annihilation is one of my favorite movies, and this is the first time ever someone has told me that one of my favorite movies is a horror movie, but I have no choice but to accept your rationale, so fine. Do you? Let her, 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 let her
Ugh, but they think Sixth Sense isn't a horror, so we can't try. I know. Is Yale a letterbox for this? They have two. It is literally only billed as science fiction and horror. I mean, the the the, the ballet at the end. We gonna? Yeah, that's horror. That is that's actually I think the strongest argument for psychological horror is the alien duplicate ballet slash like assault sequence. Yeah, I. All right. Yeah, I like it. I and feel, just, just if this for came fun, up earlier in the draft, I would have like had more energy to argue. But at this point, I just feel like I'm 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 willing to accept it. I'll tell you the the one I, it was between this and there, I, I think probably one that we would agree is more of a psychological horror. But I wanted to go off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, I almost picked seven here. Was oh, I had that on my, my fun I had list. that on my list too. Oh, yep, yep. Oh, I thought I was being I thought I was being clever by putting that on my list. That's too bad. <laughs> no, just oh, part oh, of the shoot. actually. Oh, maybe I'm gonna change my last pick, last second. Yeah, I know. I have that one on my list too. The panic one room? No. Oh, panic room oh. is a dope Man. movie. Oh. Top tier baby. That movie. Okay. Oh. Don't I hate this. This is my this is your worst bit. God. Okay, Jared Leto though in Requiem for a Dream, is that a horror movie? Any it's movie Jared Leto is terrifying. in is a horror movie on set because he's terrifying for all the other actors because he does this weird method thing, but yeah, only I, like the creepiest, worst parts of his character. Don't awful. love his behavior. It's terrible. Don't love his behavior. And he didn't know about the pandemic. He just like went away to like a retreat and then came back and there was a pandemic. Yeah, it was like a the movie Save Yourselves, but Jared Leto in a pandemic. Lucky, lucky him. And a movie star. How many others? <laughs> all right sarah sarah your all right, turn all right um okay so i have a pick that's a little bit out there carson you may be the only one who is able to say whether or not this is actually horror i think it's very borderline um the pick is perfect blue a 1997 animated japanese film it is a psychological movie that is absolutely terrifying. It's about this like young K-pop star who decides to become an actress. There's like this race. She's kind of this like pure pop star that she, when she goes onto this TV show, she has to do this like really kind of gruesome rape scene that's like tastefully done, but it's sort of just her fan base goes crazy and they're so upset. There's a bunch of murders. She thinks she's the murderer. It it just evolves and becomes quite, but yeah. yes, but it, it is like just psychologically really messed up and gruesome for an animated movie, I would say. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great pick. It's one of those that kind of borders psychological thriller, psychological horror. Um, it is very disturbing and yeah, has a lot of stuff about like kind of disassociating identities that's a great pick that's a really smart pick that i didn't have on my list and probably should have so good call all right to you zachary last pick last pick i know zach is feeling the same like heavy burden that i feel there are a couple movies that (laughs) it feels like absurd that neither of us have picked so far but there are several better movies that are still available i know there's like, I'm hoping you like do me a little bit of a favor. So my list at the end is down from like 10 to nine. I'm really, I'm uh, really having a hard time looking at my, my, uh, my roster here because I've picked seven movies that are even some of them, they're kind of a little outside, outside the box, but I've picked seven five-star movies and then I pick Scream 
which is only a four Bummer. and a half star, really it's trade blew my uh, my whole roster on a bit. On the first pick. On the first yeah, pick. Really a mistake there, Carson. But you did yeah. needle Zach, which I guess I'm you know. mad about it. <laughs> All right. This is this is internal torture. This is a horror movie in in and of itself. I am not going to pick Saw. I don't think I, I am either. I know that's so sad for us. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so good. I think I'm gonna pick the cabin in the woods, which right uh, it just felt like it needed to be picked, and it it like especially not getting scream. Uh, I I like I wanted to take the sort of self reflexive, very self aware, uh, very meta movie that is also nonetheless like terrifying i remember i rewatched this movie this month and i remember watching it with an eye towards is this something sarah would like it like it could actually watch and for the first hour i was like yeah like definitely this is uh like cheeky enough and sort of wink wink enough that like even the scary moments you're not like so uncomfortable that you that that sarah wouldn't like it and then the last half hour happened and i'm like oh my god yeah no that's like I had to look away from the screen a couple times because they just throw everything at you. And it's like, it's so brilliant in my opinion of it to like, I, I like when I rewatched it, I didn't remember them uh, revealing the big like concept of it so early because it's not revealed in the trailer. Like I re- went back and rewatched the trailer and they don't tell you what's like the big reveal yeah. in the trailer, but then they do it within the first 10 minutes. I mean, the opening scene of the movie basically. Uh, and they tell you immediately, but then they still find ways to surprise you and like twist and turn and like both show their love for the tropes of the genre while also subverting them and kind of like making fun of them in a lot of ways, which per our one of our recent podcasts, like there's nothing like a good uh, meta horror as long as the filmmaker clearly loves horror movies. And I think Drew Goddard does. So that's, I mean, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. When I was making my draft board, Cabin in the Woods was the first one in the slasher category, the first one in the supernatural category, the first one in the monsters category, the first one in the horror comedy category. I almost picked it way earlier just because I would have had the flexibility to move it around my roster wherever I like ultimately needed it to go. Yeah. I'm glad that it did get picked. Yeah. It's one that I would have had to give a shout out to before I made my last pick for sure. Um, Still holds up. I too watched it this month. And the I are we just allowed to say spoilers? I guess spoiler for every single horror movie. Yeah. The fact that Sigourney Weaver shows up for a solid (laughs) ten minutes is just perfect. It's perfect. And I I guess I'll just before I make my last pick, unless anyone else has something to say about Kevin in the woods. Sarah, did you like it? (laughs) I didn't see it. (laughs) No way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it didn't happen. Did, did Morgan see that one? Yes. Okay, yes. I think Zach used that against me when we were arguing Mar- about Marissa watched it. it. No, Marissa I watched it. Marissa watched it too. Oh, and enjoyed geez. it. Oh yeah, she did enjoy it. I remember that. Man, all right. Well, maybe we'll watch it and then I'll just skip the last half hour. <laughs> half an hour is just it's almost so off the walls that it's not scary to me. That's fair. Maybe, That's fair. Yeah. Which is what makes me love that movie is when it like just it it's going up from like one to four to six on the the knob and then it just skips ten and goes right to a thousand. So yeah. it's great in so many ways. 
my last pick, I still have not decided, so I'm going to talk it out. Thought about the Blair Witch Project as like a, a legacy pick, but I think I watched it last year. It's a little bit boring, though the end is still very, very good. Hereditary, we did not say. Midsommar, I'm probably the least Midsommar fan here in, in the group chat, but it's better than Hereditary. No, that's an that's no. a ridiculous yes, position. It it's a Wicker Man remake. It's a Wicker Man remake. That's worse. Midsommar. I mean, yes, it's worse than one of the greatest horror movies okay, slash <laughs> movies ever made. Midsommar hangs around way too long. I thought that movie was ending eight or nine times. I would love to pick Happy Death Day or Happy Death Day to oh. you. Yeah. It's a shame we're not doing that. Uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 still on the board. Yeah. Attack the Block, if I had not gotten Scream oh. 2, would have been my horror comedy. As Above, So Below, which is may- would have maybe been my resident overhyping and not that solid movie based on the letterbox rankings. But I am going to pick Ready or Not, which is a movie, a very wow. recent movie that I feel flew under the radar. It stars... Samara Weaving, who is excellent, is, you know, could have gone into the supernatural category. I love this movie. I need to own it on DVD as soon as possible. I'm surprised it hasn't landed on a streaming service, which might explain why it's not more popular, or maybe this is just like my head canon. But it is so bloody. It is so fun. It's the epitome of like a great slasher turn your mind off a Halloween movie and with like genuinely shocking ending where you're like, are they actually going to go there? And then they do. (laughs) And it's wonderful. And I feel like I could have gone so many different ways with this last one, but I'm picking this one because maybe if someone listens to this and has not seen it yet, they'll be compelled to go watch it because it is so underrated that I had I picked so many iconic ones that I just, I had to, had to go a little crazy at the end. And for our listeners and maybe for Ben also, I believe it's on HBO Max. I'm going to do that in November after I finished. I'm this horror thing that I'm doing to myself. is not healthy. I think I'm up to like, I think I've watched like 65 horror movies in the last month. You've watched so many. (laughs) It's, oh my gosh it's disgusting i'm gonna go watch like three more after this one gonna finish <laughs> finish out the month strong but i yeah i don't recommend it but i am seeing a lot of classics i hadn't seen yet and a lot of you're really doing a good horrible mix. ones you're, you're doing a good mix yeah i'm impressed horrible ones that no one should watch as well so i'm uh, shocked you picked ready or not over death De- happy death day because i feel like yeah. they have a similar like variety like they, you know, they're very kind of similar, uh, very recent, very fun, female led, like kind of core, well, comedy horrors almost. Um, we do love her. She is going to be a star. Yes, rather Yes, one day. But I, I feel like that's at least in the zeitgeist. It got a sequel, so it was well known sure. enough for that. Sure. Um, and you know, there, there were a couple other ones like Blade which is just such a treat and final destination. Final and, destination. And oh. 
Yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh. What, yeah. What are oh, some wow. that, what do people want to, uh, let's call out a couple that, that didn't make the cut. What do people got? The ring. Really I think would be out? a very obvious one. And the witch also. The mm-hmm. witch. The witch. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the whole purge series, but the purge anarchy, the second one is the one I'd like go to bat for your next. It's like a, mm-hmm. another, I think really good, like kind of semi subversion or like tweak on the slasher genre. And then, oh, I almost took What We Do in the Shadows as playing yeah, horror yeah. comedy. That feels like kind of a little overlooked. And then I guess like I, I was never going to pick it because I'm, I'm lower on this movie than other people, but I was surprised nobody took Jaws. I had, I was, I was going to say Jaws is the one that was probably like number two in several categories for me, but <laughs> my number one was on the board. So I had it in the slasher category and the monsters category. And I think that would have been a great pick. We talked about Alien, obviously, kind of by a quirk, doesn't get picked. We talked about the Evil Deads. I I came close to picking the Invisible Man in the remake reboot category. Good call. Uh, great call. Jennifer's Body, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Overlord. Black Swan. Overlord. Oh, Black Swan. Oh, that would have been a great choice. Poltergeist. Didn't go. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist. The Sixth um, Sense. That's uh, not horror. True, true. Sorry, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Sarah Letterboxd over here. <laughs> I suppose this would be the point of the podcast where I say that Underwater. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. An unimaginable yep. amount of TJ Miller. A very good movie to watch on a plane. I cannot attest that it is as good at home, but... I cannot believe that thing got delayed for years and years and then got pushed, dumped into theaters in February. That movie is great. You should go watch Underwater. Has anyone uh, ever seen uh, The Wailing? It's a South Korean horror no. movie. Oh, it is so good. That was, that was my number two behind Carrie, and I just couldn't pass up Carrie. Yeah. Like I, I actually waited several rounds to pick Carrie, hope, hoping that Carson would. Uh, it, and it then came, I could take the wailing, but then I just like was like, you know, I'm gonna take it after you finally took your supernatural. One. Yes, it, it pained me to not take Carrie. My problem was I I took The Shining so early. Yeah, and true. Carrie's a supernatural. It's uh, all right. I think that wraps up our draft. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for joining everyone. And as always, check out roughcutcinema.com. We're wrapping up our Halloween month and we'll be soon announcing our next spotlight subject. So stay tuned for that. But until then, thanks for listening. I hope you're happy with Scream. 